Welcome, one and all, to another edition of our little heavy guitar music odyssey called Cast Iron, a podcast all about metal. I'm Lewis Clark from UK Scum Scene, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful cohort, Mr. Alan Williamson from 5 Out of 10. Hello, Alan. Guten Abend, Lewis. Wie geht's? <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. So, yes, this episode marks our first foray into two subgenres. Uh, the first being sort of widely known as industrial metal, and the second being a very specific German phenomena known as New Deutsch Hart. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but... Um, Neue yeah. Deutsche Härte. Okay, there we go. Good man. That's all right. I've got my got my German A level polished up, ready to go. <laughs> so, if you haven't guessed that from that clue, then you'll be pleased to know that we're about to tackle Ramstein's Mutter. So yes, Mutter, uh, this was released in April of 2001 on Motor Music, which is a division of the Universal Music Group. Um, so yeah, quite a big label. Uh, Ramstein have now moved into the main roster, so whenever you see anything in shops, you will see a Universal logo on it instead. What, uh, so you, big, big stuff. Mean? Do you mean people can, can buy music in shops now? Oh yes, completely. Right. That's 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 <laughs> the way you're supposed to buy music. <laughs> oh. oh, I see. Um, I am a staunch supporter of physical music. It's got to be said. I know Alan likes his uh, streaming services, and that's nothing wrong with that. That's all well and good. It's nice to be able to receive music in multiple ways. But I do like uh, interacting with a nice little. I mean, object. I I like I like CDs too. Yeah, um, yeah. I just don't have that much space for them because I've <laughs> no, no, because since I was eighteen, I've I've always been moving about. So I moved yeah. to Edinburgh no, that's and I moved like so. I do have physical CDs like all my old Iron Maiden and Bad Religion albums. They're yep, on yep. CDs. Um, good stuff, good stuff. But I, th- this one, Mutter, I bought off um, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong uh, with that. So um, yeah, well. But it depends what you think of Amazon as a corporation, doesn't it? But in terms <laughs> well, of the that. quality of the music, that is true. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? I it, I, I unfortunately haven't... Uh, uh, well, unfortunately, I've fortunately not moved for a little while. Uh, but I am being drowned in uh, my physical possessions, it's got to be said. Uh, Alan has been in my room, and I think it's a bit like the walls are caving in on you. Um, yeah, it's, it's mainly <laughs> video games, um, CDs, vinyl, and the odd sex toy. <laughs> How very dare you, sir. How very dare you. <laughs> right, let's talk about Muta. So, um, yeah, this is a quite... Uh, well, let's talk about Rammstein, actually, because... Okay. They are a very uh, unique-sounding band, uh, even amongst uh, sort of Neue Deutsche Hart bands, or however you pronounce that. I'm going to they, they, to get they that were one. the band for which Neue Deutsche Hertha was coined. Yes, um, it was after uh, their first album. It was Herzlied. Um, okay, yep. That was that was where the the term came from. So it's very much them and other bands that are German and sound like them. And have uh, although I've not listened to most other ones, they do have exciting names like Megahertz. <laughs> very good. Um, but yes, uh, they are very unique sounding. Uh, very sort of marching, uh, stompy sort of rhythm to their sound. Lots of down tuning. Um, just very weighty heavy metal let's put it that way yeah it's it's got that kind of got that kind of industrial clang that kind of driving yeah, yeah. constant forward motion the, the kind of stuff you could yeah march or run to and it's no surprise mm. that one of the songs on here is set up as a military marching song albeit subversively yeah yeah so uh ramstein are made up of six men uh the lineup has stayed the exactly the same for their entire duration which has got to be said 
pretty uh, pretty damn good effort, that, I've got to say. So we have Till Lindemann on vocals, uh, Richard Z. Krusp on electric guitar, Paul H. Landers on rhythm, uh, Oliver or Ollie Riedel on bass guitar, Christoph Doom Schneider, which is an amazing name, on drums, <laughs> and Christian Flake Lorenz on keyboards. So yes, there is a keyboard element to this band, and that adds the sort of uh, industrial electronic style, uh, sound that sort of permeate a lot of their music. Um, and yeah, uh, Flake in particular has actually is quite, I'd say, one of the more important elements that isn't vocals essentially <laughs> yeah, he has absolutely. taken lead, he has taken lead vocals on on on, on a couple of songs uh, please size and things like that but um yeah he, he basically uh mainly deals with the uh, sort of electronics and the, the keyboard element of the band and uh, that that does evolve and become a little bit more prominent uh, later on in their career which is very interesting um but on this record it basically sort of adds uh, a nice bit of a nice some atmospherics a bit of texture is what i would say do you, so, yeah. um, do you want to know an interesting Rammstein band fact? Go on then. Okay, so one of the backing vocalists on Mutter is Kira Lee Lindemann. Okay. Now, she is not Till Lindemann's daughter. Oh, right, okay. But she is Richard's daughter. Because apparently what happened is that Richard got involved with Till's ex-wife and had Kira. Wow. But they didn't get married and Till's ex-wife had never reverted back to her maiden name. So that's why Kira's last name is Lindemann. <sighs> Oh, God. <laughs> so the fact that the band are still together is, I think, uh, quite impressive. Oh, God. That's absolutely <laughs> mad. I mean, I know, from what I can gather from certain interviews and things like that, there is a fair old bit of infighting with Rammstein, and they do they do take quite extended breaks between records. I, I think they, they take some time away to do whatever they need to do, to, and then they sort of come back and take their time with things. I think it's very much a bit of a dysfunctional family in Rammstein. Yeah. But um, they make it work to uh, an amazing degree. I think they're possibly one of uh, one of these few bands that have, I would say almost have a flawless back catalogue of paper, but maybe bar one record. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some really, really good stuff in their back catalogue. Um, it's very difficult to, find, uh, to pick up a Rammstein record and uh, generally be... Um, listening to anything I would call bad, to be honest with you. Um, I just, I mean, this is the only one I've, I'm really that familiar with. Um, but I know most of this, I know most of the singles and things, but I did try, um, had a quick blast through their latest one. Um, uh, Liberis for Alada, if I remember correctly. That is the one, and it sounded pretty good. So. Yes, very good record. Um, and again, uh, electronics sort of, uh, become more of a, uh, an interesting element of the, the sound in that in that album. Um, I do like it. it. It does often sound a bit sort of David Bowie. It's quite good. It's good little bit of fun there. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're, it, despite them having a very uh, particular sound, which is very unique to them, um, they, ha- they do find interesting ways of you know keeping things a little bit interesting. So let us tackle Muta then. Um, I have notes for every single song of this album because I think it's damn solid. <laughs> um, but let's start with uh, the opening track, and that is Mine Hairs Brent. Mine Hairs Brent! Now, uh, that obviously stands well it is english for my heart burns and 
the theme of this song is uh, very similar to a corn song called Shoots and Ladders, in that it explores sort of like the darker themes of children's stories. Yeah. Um, but so. this is more specifically tied to a German kids show, from what I can, what, from what I've read, called uh, Das Sandmännchen or the Little Sandman. Sand, Sandmännchen. That was good. That was good. Uh, yeah. Did I get that right? You did. Sandmännchen. Sandmännchen, I guess. I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to lose it a bit here. I, 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 after listening to this for so long, I think that every German speaks like. Uh, Till Lindemann, so I'm <laughs> rolling all my arms. <laughs> I do um, love his over-enunciation, it's got to be said. It does make, it, for someone who doesn't speak the language, you can, you can, you can learn a very, you can learn from the best almost, yeah, with Lindemann. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, um, he, he certainly, uh, hams it up, uh, like, like all metal vocalists do. Oh, yeah, um, completely. But it is worth bearing in mind that, um, this isn't actually how all German people speak <laughs> in the same way that not every British person sounds like Bruce Dickinson wailing, yeah, yeah. Um, or every Swedish person isn't just screaming at you. <laughs> in fact, they're generally quite mellow. Um, mm. So yeah, Mein Herz Brent is based on um, the Sandmännchen, um, and it subverts this kids' TV show, um, and it used to open with um, Nun liebe Kinder, gib fein acht, ich hab euch etwas mitgebracht, which means, now dear children, play attention, I have brought you something, but they interlace it with stuff about uh, ripping things from their chest, and it takes on this dark fairy talks about demons and ghosts. Mm. So um, this is actually the only song in the first six that was not originally released as a single. And um, it's a real strong opening track, I've got to say. I do love the strings that they brought into this. It really yeah. gives it some bombast. It just sounds very big. Um, and it, yeah, a real event, this song, I've got to say. I think um, if, you want to, if you want to understand the difference between the kind of music that Rammstein do and um, more traditional rock bands... Um, Mine hurts Brent. The um, the violins sound a lot like Led Zeppelin's Cashmere, mm-hmm. but rather than the melody being on the guitar like it is in Cashmere, it is mainly on the synth and the vocals, if yeah, any. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. guitars are mainly there for enforcing this constant driving rhythm. And if you, I think, if you isolated the guitar track, it probably would just be like da 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 da, and it's and it's catchably and catchy and it's agreeably heavy but it's also a fairly repetitive kind of sound to it mm-hmm. not not necessarily in a bad way just you know that's no that's, i mean that's what it is that's the interesting thing with rammstein is that they generate their melody not through the traditional sense uh, most of these songs do have a very sort of uh almost open chord you know very repetitive chuggingness to them which i would normally uh be very quick to uh <laughs> slag off i suppose yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but they do find very interesting ways of adding melody to the song mine has been definitely has a very strong melody to it but it is achieved like you say through their synths and uh, the strings element and also uh, the vocals um and till is actually uh, quite a varied interesting vocalist and he really does put on quite a lot of different uh, vocal effects and styles throughout many of the songs on this uh this is very much sort of traditional till in that it's very low and booming and uh commanding sounding voice um yeah so- i mean he kind, of, he kind of goes between um especially in, in this song's a good example where he is playing the role of a creepy narrator yeah that yeah. is often the style of vocals that he does mm-hmm. um it, it's it's almost like spoken word creepiness yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how to compare that to. Possibly somebody like Marilyn Manson or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he does have this 
booming, commanding baritone voice yes, as well. Yes, very much so. Um, so yeah, there, there's not really much, um, I wouldn't call it sort of screaming or yelling. It's very much sort of like, no, a, it's very controlled. S- yeah, spoken word sort of thing. But then there is an element of melody. He has, he does sing in a baritone and, um, it's very, very clear and permeates the music very well. Very good stuff. I'm really impressed with my hair's Brent. It's a really good track. Um, but it was later released as a single, uh, very, um, later on, uh, in 2012, I think it was. Is this their greatest hits album. They released a, uh, music video compilation. Um, uh. and I'm trying to remember what it was, what it was called. Videos, not, yeah, 2012, 1995 to 2012. Uh, it is, yeah, a complete Blu-ray sort of discography of their, their music videos. But they also recorded a, two new music videos for Mine Has Brent because they released a, the rock version that appears on this album as a single with some new B-sides. And also, they recorded a piano instrumental version of Mine Has Brent, which has a different music video as well. Um, so yes, it, fi- it did finally get its uh, its time in the sun. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot later, come, uh, come in 2012. So 11 years after the original release of Mutter. Um, so yeah, interesting stuff there. Uh, really good music video as well. Highly recommend. Because, um, oh, I haven't seen it. Uh, no, it's, it's interesting you're saying about music video collections, because I... With the, I don't even need to watch them to remember the music videos for um, Zona and Ikville. Yeah, um, yeah. Zona is the video where they're they're mining, aren't they? They are. And and Ikville is the the bank robbery where it's 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 like a bank robbery combined with a theatric performance. Mm-hmm. And those used to be on Kerrang TV on Loop. <laughs> <laughs> I think they still are, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so, no, so, we so should talk, we should talk about the visual element of uh, Ramstein actually because their 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 theatrical element and you know their 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 aesthetic. Is very important to them, I think. They're very one, there's one of these few bands that, 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 that sort of goes hand in hand almost. Um, yeah, they, absolutely. They, they have some really, uh, striking, very stunning music videos and, uh, their, their live sets are massively elaborate things and they're very, very keen into, uh, you know, bringing their visuals as a part of the, uh, as, yeah. as a part of their sound almost in a weird I mean, they're way. big, they're big into pyrotechnics. They're mm-hmm. famously, impressive live group and actually they are the friday night headliners at download next year they are indeed and yes. i am weighing up going because mm-hmm. it's rammstein um iron maiden and black sabbath yeah that's um, uh that's quite a hefty little uh <laughs> set of headliners yeah, that isn't it's not, it? it's not it's, it's like, i don't need to see the other acts i'll just pick this um, <laughs> but um one of the other things with um rammstein is that i their lyrics are also theatrical and mm-hmm. rather than them just I don't know, you know, singing songs in the way of any other bands. They create scenes. Yes, they do. Um, so I'm trying to think about, yeah, songs like Mine Hurts Brent, um, uh, also probably something like Mutter, Spiel Uhr. These are all songs that are, you know, creating environments where you can imagine things that are going on. Um, also Adios and yeah, yeah. Uh, Nabel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all songs that, you know, they're, they're atmospheric and that is why they work. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's, um, that's that, that wordplay and that stuff exists. Yeah, oh, no, totally. Um, I mean, I mean, speaking of wordplay, um, the next track on the album, uh, uh, Links to Drive Here, um, is, uh, all about the accusations, uh, of fascism that were pointed at the band. Um, obviously, them being German, it was very quick to people to go, ah, oh, you know, you sound like marching war music. It's, <laughs> you're clearly Nazis. Well, they, uh, which I think is it very... was again, going back to their first album, um, Herzlade was the, the front cover was the six of them with their tops off in the front cover. Yeah. And, I... and they're like, oh, you know, these, here's these airy and gents in the front mm-hmm. cover. I mean, yeah, you're always going to get unimaginative journalists. Oh, completely. Um, <laughs> 
But then, speaking as an unimaginative journalist, we're not <laughs> we're not going away. Um, but yeah, that's that's where it's quite, it's quite a a clever song because it is all about um how people want them to be a a right wing group, but mm. probably so they can you know make martyrs of them. And, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's where he says, um, you know, when I look at my heart, it, it beats on the left. Yeah, no, it's a really cool lyric. I love that one a lot. <laughs> Uh, supposed, supposedly, um, supposed to be um, talking about the fact that he is a left-wing, uh, you know, in, in his political ideals. Um, and I like the fact as well, the fact as well that the um, the song is actually almost their most militaristic in a weird way as well. It's very well, that's where it's like, clever. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's playing on the idea of militaristic fascism, but mm. it's also a song about being on the left. Yeah, yeah, no, very clever stuff. A really solid track as well. Um, it, it's it's very difficult to you know talk about these first sort of six songs without saying like you know this is a really strong opening to an album i think this is a really like one of the best opening halves of a record um in in metal personally because uh after links to right zoo's right here uh we have a uh, sauna which is possibly the the song the band are sort of known for really it, it brought them into the mainstream in the west Und die Welt laut bist Very simplistic, I suppose, in its style because it, the the riffs again very sort of. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they all they all they all are simplistic to an extent. Yeah, I think even I think um, Links to Dry Fear does get a little bit repetitive. But yeah, it yeah. is a marching chant. Um, well, there is. Would that, you, so, would you say Zona is the track that made them super famous? Because I I would be, I'd be inclined to go for like Do Hast, which is the that's the. You know, two AM in the club, industrial metal banger. Yeah, um, I'm just, I think I'm just, I'm just curious. I guess they were becoming more popular in the mainstream. Yeah, at this it's point, it's so. interesting because, like, I always kind of regard the first two records, which um, precede Mutter, which are Herzlide uh, and um, I'm Sensucht. Sorry, that's it. Um, uh, as they they met, they obviously brought them to the mainstream very quickly. Um, they were very big in their home country, um, but. For me personally, I didn't feel like there was much talk about them until Mutter. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's fair. The uh, the music video to Sonner in particular was one of those real talking points because um, it's quite interesting in that it plays off Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. In that the band is supposed to be the Seven Dwarfs, but they're mining for gold so that Snow White can grind it down and snort it. <laughs> it's an amazing music video. Uh, do really you, good stuff. Um, do you know what the song is originally about? Yeah, so it's a re- it was originally written as an entrance theme for a boxer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was uh, Vladimir Klitschko, um, yeah. which is why... Um, v- Vitaly a- Klitschko. Is oh, sorry, oh, uh, I, <laughs> sure, they're all called that from that part of the world. Sorry, my apologies, oh, Vitaly Klitschko. Oh, you mad racist. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> they're almost as bad as the Germans. And... Um, <laughs> So that that's that's why he's counting to ten, and instead of saying "seeing," he says "aus" because the yeah, guy's yeah. obviously been knocked out by Klitschko. Interesting because um, my see, I heard a different interpretation for 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 the longest time, and I always assumed it was this instead. In that, I thought the song was about a nuclear apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, here comes the sun is supposed to be sort of the nuclear detonation, like the the flash of the nuclear detonation, and the countdown at the start being the countdown to detonation. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always been 
in the back of my mind whenever I thought about this song, but I, I'm not entirely sure if that is the case. I or talk to you because well, the uh, second, I mean, the it. second verse um, would probably lay your theory to rest. Is the sun is shining out of my hands? It can burn, it can blind you, and it breaks out of the fists. It lays down hotly on the face. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that's he, yeah, he's, no, he's, very good point. Yeah. I I am really good at boxing, and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> so yeah, but there you go. Like I think that's a really good example of how I they create such great imagery um, in that my interpretation was completely different to what it was. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like that about the way it's written. It creates, there is a story to it. There is characters. There is, you know, wonderful imagery that it, gen- that it generates. I think um, Lindemann is really underrated as a lyricist because, obviously, he doesn't have the appeal of an English vocalist because he's not singing in that in that language. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a shame, yeah. really. Um, we do, we do, like, our... Um we do like our foreign lyricists. We like a bit of uh, bit of Keo as well. Yeah, oh, um, completely. Um, I think this is probably the best chorus in the album. Oh, it, well, it's the infinitely the most memorable. Yeah, uh, it's, it's total. There's total lighters out stuff, and it also shows that Lindemann is a good vocalist, and he's not just a um, an actor. You know. Yeah, yeah. That, that he does have a bit of um, there's a bit of vocal nice there as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's yeah, it's a nice playoff as well because we we like in the verses we have that sort of spoken. Uh, spoken words or low, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um well, that, then that's as, one thing about yeah, like, yeah. it's, it's quite easy to, to rhyme German words. Yeah, yeah. Because no, most of their good. infinitives end in, well, they all end in en. <laughs> like, like, Bericht, Gesicht. You yeah. know, and, and, and so there's a lot of, um, I mean, it's, obviously you can, you can rhyme in English. People have been doing it for years, mm-hmm. but it does, I think it, it's a language that lends itself well to that kind of creepy imagery. Yeah, it does yeah. sound a bit rougher than like you know, French. Mm-hmm. German rap sounds good as well. If you listen to a bit of um, the Fantastisch in Fear or um, Fetus Brot, they're interesting, interesting use of language. Mm-hmm, completely. And there's a really famous um, Lindemann sort of quote, in fact, where he talks about uh, if French is the language of love, then uh, German is the language of hate, <laughs> which I really like. Um, and it's brilliant. I mean, it perfectly encapsulates their sound. Um, next up we have Ickville. Hört ihr mich? Könnt ihr mich hören? Könnt ihr mich sehen? Könnt ihr mich fühlen? Ich versteh euch nicht. Which I know you're quite fond of, because obviously you have quite fond memories of it. Oh, b- um, oh boy, this was, um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed, uh, returning to the song again. I think it's the only, you know, when you used to burn next CDs, the songs you'd, uh, got off Kazaa. This yeah, is yeah. one of the, one of the first songs I burned to a mix CD. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really good. It's a, it's a right banger, as I would say normally. Oh, it really, uh, it really is. I, I love the, the riff to this. Of the main mm-hmm. tune. It's a, it's a kind of song that's so catchy that, um, I think even my dad would probably nod along to this. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's I just, can totally it's just agree. irresistible. Mm-hmm. And there's a lovely synth in this as well. I really do like that. It, it, you, you can hear it quite, uh, prominently in this song as well. Uh, I think it's probably the first time on the album that you can really hear Flake synth actually. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the theme of the song is very similar actually to the music video, which, uh, sees the band sort of pull off a bank robbery with the sole purpose of, the fame it brings to them and all the attention yeah. that comes with it and yeah the the song is uh so we got we got lyrics like i want your fantasy i want your energy i want to see your hands i want to go down in applause yeah um which is a really wonderful lyric um yeah so yeah it's, that's where G- german has really nice um really nice turns of phrase like a villain by untergehen it's a nice mm-hmm. uh, uh but, but uh, i mean there's you know it's uh 
yeah it's a really good song and um i quite i quite like that um because it all it, it turns it back in itself where um earlier in the song he says um ich will das ich versteht which means i want you to understand me but mm. the chorus he says ich verstehe euch nicht which means i don't understand you so it it's it, he's kind of saying you know hear all the things i want from you but we don't really i don't really understand why yeah, yeah, you, yeah. No, it's why, very... why, why you like us which is um really interesting because it mm. has this call and response from him to the crowd no very good stuff i mean yeah again it just shows how interesting and clever he is as, as a lyricist i think it's very um, nice to see this is where we get to the till lindemann um impression competition okay so um in the in the middle of um Eekville, it has the the breakdown bit the kind of bridge where mm-hmm. it's just him and the synth good doing thing in the background um and um it has the the deepest deepest lyric perhaps in metal history <laughs> so what we're going to do is um we both have to sing it and then we'll play the original and we let the <laughs> listeners decide who's closest right okay you're first then <laughs> why did i why did i suggest this um because he, he starts off this is where we again we talked about his um creepy storyteller bits where he says wir wollen eure hände sehen yeah yeah and then he goes wir wollen in weifall untergehen <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so you can do that oh god um <laughs> i'm gonna have to stop smiling because i always have a hard time doing voices yeah always. um wir wollen in oh god <laughs> You have to leave this in. Oh, no, no cutsies. No cutsies. Um, I'm trying. There's bloody a lot, like sirens and things going off. Um, right. uh, somebody called the police because of your Lindemann impression. Oh, clearly, clearly. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it, Alan. I really That's can't but anyway, yeah, yeah this Ixville. is a we like Ixville. what a song. what a quality song. Yeah, definitely. What a if you do like if you do like a song, I don't know what to tell you. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, whenever I, whenever I open my metal club, it'll be this song on loop. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's kind of what they're like now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we're now following up with another. Well, yeah, like I say, these first six songs all all singles, um, and the next one is Feuer Fry, which uh, essentially means. Fire at will or open fire. Yeah, yeah. Open um, open fire is probably a good uh, probably a good translator. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. And this is basically just all about the horrors of war and warfare in particular. So lots of um, imagery about blowing things up essentially uh, which is very good for the band because they they do like a bit of pyrotechnic and um yeah how do you feel about four or five because i'm I, I can't say i'm particularly keen on it i really don't like just the bang bang lyric it sounds really silly and like a pop bang, song to bang. Me. Yeah. so um okay, okay so here's an interesting german language fact that i learned in high school okay um so um germans often take english words into their language um, in the same way that we do, of course. Okay. Um, but what they, whenever they pronounce those words, they use a strange pronunciation guide. Right, um, okay. Um, so yeah, it means you get, instead of say, them saying bang, they say bang. It sounds yeah, like yeah. a very posh English person. The other one um, is the <laughs> word for a mobile phone. In German is handy. Right, okay. <laughs> rather than handy. Um, and the other one was um, uh, k- a campingplatz. <laughs> so whenever they say 
uh, a campsite, it sounds yeah. quite camp, which I always thought was humorous. Because <laughs> I, because whenever I learned German, I was about 15 to 16 years old. Um, I, Foyer Fry was one I would have thought, yeah, that was pretty good. But um, I think in the wider context of this album, it's uh, one of the more forgettable ones. Yeah, um, that's, this is uh, what I'm thinking as well. And I don't know if it's also because I instantly sort of uh, relate it to that bloody Triple X film. <laughs> oh, you know, um, back to my Apple music woes, whenever this song plays in my iPhone, it comes up with a picture of Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's really taunting you in a horrible way, that is. God. I, I remember Triple X being okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's an action film, isn't it? It's it's what it is. I mean, it came out like you know, it came out fifteen years ago, and I've not watched it since. Yeah, yeah. It's but, just uh, one of those things, though, because like the music video also uses like clips from the film and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think Ramstein have such a uh, a strong like image that it seems like a shame for them to just sort of like I'll just slap in some bits of the film. It would be all right. And it's a yeah. bit, yeah. It just feels like a bit of a cop out to me. And unfortunately, I think it tars my opinion of the song a little bit because I always sort of relate it to it. Um, so yeah, but it's not by any means a bad song. God knows. I mean, like it's, it's really memorable. Again, very punchy, very bombastic in its style. And, but do um, you, do you think that there's a different meaning to a song? Because it, I think it might be about them having casual sex. You reckon? Go on. Yeah. Okay, Give me an but, example. Give me an example. Okay, so so the first, for uh, the second verse says, "I'm looking at it." Yeah. Ihren Schoes and Heiser Schrei Feuerfrei. That means a sparking thrust into her womb, a hot cry, <laughs> fire away. And yeah. then in the next verse, he says, um, uh, "He says the burned child is dangerous with fire that severs from the life. A hot cry, bang bang, fire at will. Your happiness is not my happiness; it is my misery." <laughs> so I wonder if there's a there's a slight double entendre going on there where the yeah, fire at will is about him casually riding people. Now I do <laughs> there is there is another song that backs that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um that that might be an alternative um, take on it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep that in mind because I think you're onto something there. Oh. Um but yes, uh let us continue with the title track. <laughs> is Mutter and this is probably uh, one of two songs that I could class as maybe a rock ballad in the sense that it's very sort of slow yeah, meandering that, I, sort I, I, of, could, I could uh, go with that yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah the actual song itself is uh, sort of themed it, ha- it has a story so basically uh, Till and Richard supposedly had very unhappy childhood relationships with their mothers so this is uh, sort of a fictional story of a child that was not born from the womb and therefore not having a true mother and then he becomes incredibly jealous of the person who is supposed to be his mother and decides that he's going to kill her uh, which he does and uh, then regrets his actions and basically sort of uh, proceeds to beg for strength from the mother that he no longer has so yeah it's very very again very theatrical very much Ramstein in its uh, in its theming um, but possibly well definitely the darkest uh, themed song on the record and I always assumed as well that the song was more about sort of like abortion with uh, the character sort of hating his mother for aborting him as as a fetus and it's like that that hatred from beyond death sort of thing um, yeah, but yeah I think again, it's more like it's more about uh, somebody that feels inhuman 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's more of a, it's more of an interesting, I think this one's more of an interesting story mm-hmm. rather than, I mean, if they had bad, ch- bad childhoods, fair enough, but I don't think that there's a lot that they can relate to real life. I think they've just coined yeah, yeah. fiction. I think they've, I think they've coined fiction from their own lives in this. Mm-hmm. No, um, and again, it's going back to that idea of like uh, storytelling through yeah, music. Yeah. And uh, it also ties in with the album's artwork as well. So there is a fetus on the front of the album uh, with mm. its eyes closed, sort of uh, looking like it's floating around in an amniotic sac. And uh, <laughs> the interesting thing is that the inlay for the record also features the actual band members floating in sort of, you know, liquid and looking like, um, not like fetuses in a, in a weird way. They actually look more like corpses. Uh, so it's quite a nice little uh, play off the two, like uh, life and death, I suppose. Uh, so it's quite yeah. interesting. Little, little it is. The, the cover, the cover is pretty. Uh, <laughs> the cover is pretty grim as far as it goes. Yeah, I mean, well, just it's because a it's a very of, high quality picture of a fetus, animal fetus, it's very interesting to see. Um, it's obviously not something you would see normally, so it's uh, it's quite a striking no. image. I mean, it's not quite it's not quite a cannibal corpse cover. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> What are those two zombies doing? Put that away. <laughs> Put that down, son. Um, but it is, uh, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's dark and unsettling. And mm. there's that, and that theme is, is, you know, it's reiterated through these songs as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a good song. It's a good, like, I, I'm not always a big fan of mid album ballads that break yeah, up the yeah. field, but I think given that the, these guys are so driving and high octane that actually mm. this is a welcome break. Yeah, no, I actually really enjoy Mutter. I think um, it really, uh, again, nice change of pace, but I, th- I think also the lyricism and the strength of their songwriting just really sort of shines. And, um, you know, even in an environment where they've taken a lot of the energy out of the proceedings, they still manage to make a very engaging, very just interesting and theatrical song. It's really, really nice to listen to. Um, we also get another song very sort of similarly themed, I think, uh, with uh, Spieler next. Which also appeal, appears to deal with the death of a child. Um, I suppose this could also be interpreted as a song about abortion in a very similar way. Uh, the first verse uh, in English reads, A small human only pretends to die. It wanted to be completely alone. The small heart stood still for hours, so they decided it was dead. It is being buried in wet sand with a music box in its hand. So yeah, very, again, just the imagery these songs create is fantastic. I love reading the lyrics. Um, and um, yeah. Yeah, well, um, it, so the other interesting thing about this is there's a, there's a bit of clever layering to it. Now, mm-hmm. my original notes before I looked up the translation was I wrote I, that I like the Robo Children and supporting vocals. And <laughs> I liked that instead of um, synth, this is basically a glockenspiel, um, yeah, which yeah. was a good compliment. And the song was also really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, the backing vocal in this, um, the kid's voice, that is Kira Lindemann. That's Richard Richard's daughter. Yep, yep. Um, and it's a children's song called Hoppa Hoppa Writer. So it's, it, so they are reading a, um, it is probably the equivalent of like Ring, Ring Around the Roses. Right. That, okay. That yeah, kind yeah. of a thing. Because it's a, you know, Ring Around the Roses is a British kids nursery rhyme. It's actually about everybody dying from the plague. Yeah, and yeah. this is a similar thing. Um, Hoppa Hoppa Writer is about this writer going up and down, but he, he falls out and t- a lot of bad things happen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that uh, again it's this it's this juxtaposition of childhood with death and creepiness that yeah, occurs yeah. quite a lot in this album mm. and, yeah yeah uh, well, it's similar yeah, to mine it's thematically bread, really it? strong so, yeah, yeah. um but even if you don't know that it's it's uh it's a really catchy song oh yeah it's, definitely. Um, it's probably what i would call a back half banger you yeah know, whenever yeah. you're like you know if you if you don't have a back half banger you don't <laughs> have to listen the whole way through the album this yeah. is the equivalent of something like um uh dead lovers lane off hymns venus doom yeah that yeah, song yeah, that makes yeah. you really excited to get mm. to the second half of the album yeah no, you know what's coming up um, um him are quite good for back half bangers can you i i just i just coined this up yesterday when i was listening to it i don't know if there are any other good examples but um, oh, uh, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything, but I'm sure there's plenty of examples that I could choose from if I that's, had written some that's notes why in advance. I, um, <laughs> well, that's why I, that's why I picked him because they've got quite a lot. Um, Screamworks is another with a couple of um, back it's, half bangers. It's Catherine Wheel in the second half of that album because that's um, a damn yeah, good song. <laughs> or um, or I don't know, like Saint Valentine and all yeah. those kind of songs that just give you a bit of a boost near the end. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I really, um, what I like about Spieler as well is that sort of there's like a really sort of grinding industrial sort of electronic key sound that goes along with the rhythm of it. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's just the guitars are, are kind of distorted and electronic. Yeah, yeah. No, I really like just again they're sort of playing around with the effects here and it's mm-hmm. just, it just sounds a little bit more interesting and a little bit different yeah i mean um, for something that something that could be repetitive in the wrong hands there's actually quite a lot of sonic depth to it there mm. is there's a lot going on there more than you would more than you would expect yeah yeah um, i think because i think that there's in there's i i would think it's like, certainly in my, my german class whenever we talk about rammstein me and my, my german teacher laughed and mm. i think there's initial there's initial appearance of these guys being uh, you know sort of german thugs that sing tedious metal songs about um macabre things but yeah, actually yeah. there's there's a there's a lot more to them than is immediately apparent to mm. an english listener no definitely um and i think it really just showcases you know, how strong their songwriting is more than anything else like they, they can use quite a minimalist sort of sound in a weird way there's not really much going on outside of you know drums guitar and a very sort of heavy bassy rhythm um but they make it work very well. I think the way the songs are written, they flow in a lovely way. They feel very natural in the way that they move. Um, it's just really interesting to listen to, and and it does it, it does hold your attention despite the fact that it is quite repetitive. So with that in mind, let's go on to um, one of the most repetitive and least clever songs in the album, which is Twitter. Um, uh, which yeah. you might think sounds relatively catchy, but Twitter uh, means hermaphrodite in mm-hmm. uh, German. So yeah, it's uh, it's Till getting his weird, bizarre sexual fantasies out once again. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's not as it's not as bad as you would think, given no, the no. hermaphrodite, because it's it's more about it, I you don't want to take it too literally. It mm. is a, it's a it's a song about somebody who is in love with themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, so yeah, there, but there are lyrics like uh, when the others search for girls, I could already fertilize myself. I am not even downhearted. Than when one tells me to fuck myself, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is, um, it's a that's a brilliant lyric. Yeah, oh, fantastic stuff. Um, I really, really like Zvitha, like a lot. Um, so this this song has quite a prominent punk melody to it, actually. Like uh, it would, okay. it's almost like, um, the the chorus in this has a little bit more positivity to it. There's there's not as much. There's not as much of that across the album, actually. It's very dark in its theming and you know the way it f- and the way it sounds. But when that um, 
when that chorus hits, it's just really fun. Oh, and Mine's I, for me. Yeah, yeah. Mine's oh, I'm just yeah, really good. enjoying it. It's proper um, sort of anthemic and punky. And that really sells this song to me quite a lot. I really enjoy it. I think, um, uh, there's also an interesting contrast between this song which is, you know, eins für mich, eins yeah. für dich, um, and the chorus of Adios, which is nichts ist für dich, nichts war für dich, which is yeah. nothing's for you, nothing was for you. So it's a, yeah, I think that's a, a, I think that's a trade off thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's a really interesting, because this is a, a song about somebody who's very self-absorbed. Um, mm-hmm. The next one, Ryan Rice, is very self-absorbed, and then the, the next two tracks are a bit more introspective. Yeah, um, yeah. So given the, Given the lyrical strength of the rest of the album, I'm inclined to give Twitter the benefit of the doubt. It wouldn't be one of my favourites. I do think it is a little bit, a little bit repetitive. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. I can, I can, I can see where you're coming from with that. But I've got to say, I do really enjoy it just because I, I really like the anthemic nature of it, and I, I do like my punk, and that that, that chorus <laughs> does does I like do, the punk. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does. It does a lot for me. That song. I really enjoy it. But like we've said, the lyricism, I don't think is as strong in this one, and I think. Uh, especially if you've heard uh, Till's uh, solo album, uh, Lindemann, which he's done with uh, the chap who, uh, from Hypocrisy, I can't remember his name now, Peter Tagtren, I think, is how... What? Oh, Tagtren? Pronouncing this in- completely incorrectly. From the Swedish death metal band Hypocrisy and industrial metal project Pain. Um, so, oh, I yes. don't know how you would pronounce that. Yeah, t- yeah. T- uh, t- t- that's 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 you can't have a G a T and a G. That's not pronounceable. <laughs> he's he's done that on purpose to wind people there's up. There's some silent consonants in there, I think. Um, but yes, they released an album called Skills and Pills uh, this year, and uh, it's very um, uh, childish in its lyric- lyricism. It's all about sex and Till's weird sort of fantasies and things like that. And uh, Zavita has a very similar um, sort of. Uh, uh, theming running through it, I suppose. So yeah, it does remind me of the uh, the sillier side of Lindemann. Um, so yeah, there is that to it as well. Well, they they did they did say like it's not a serious album; it's a party album. Yeah, um, it's it's um, not a party album. You can't party to heavy metal, unfortunately. <laughs> you can head interesting. <laughs> so Lindemann Lindemann talks a little bit about the lyrics, and he said um, we didn't really want to be nasty or provocative or insulting. It's the first time English speakers can understand the lyrics, which is usually impossible in Rammstein. It's very sexual, but that's what I've done in Rammstein for twenty years. It's just that nobody's understood it. <laughs> now, the difference between that is that. Um, if I was writing a song in German, it would be a lot more literal um, yeah, yeah. compared to an English ones, and that is, it's it's basically it sounded to me like a Rammstein English translation without the nuance. Yeah, no, um, very and, much. So. Um, based on the two tracks I listened to before we started this podcast, I would n- not recommend it. <laughs> um, I do like personally. I I like it musically, but yeah, lyrically, I don't think it's uh, n- nearly as up to scratch as anything in the Rammstein Rammstein back catalogue. Right, uh, Rammstein, sorry. I got, I got to remember to do the old SH. Rammstein. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, Apologies. Right. So it's okay. Um, if you like, I can just record, um, album titles and we can dub them over the top. Like, Sehnsucht. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just cut them all over. <laughs> God, that, that would be, that would be fun in post. God. It's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be pedantic. I just can't turn it off after having, you know, done it for so many years. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Right. Let's continue into the final three tracks then. So, uh, Ryan Rouse, I'd say, is possibly the point where I think uh, we finally have a filler track. Oh, 
this album. is the this is probably the worst. That's, that's the worst track in the album. Yeah, um, um, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a bad song. It's just Ramstein by numbers, really. Oh, it, re- it, it really is. Um, it, it's also got easily the the worst lyrics. So start like uh, so. Okay, so if you don't know any German, mm-hmm. um. Just listen to the women's moans at the start of the track and see if you can figure <laughs> out what Raus means. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you will get it right immediately because this is a song about two people having sex mm-hmm. and about how massive Lindemann's penis is. Um, and, yeah. uh, but apparently he doesn't have much stamina because at the end of the song he says, the ride was short. I'm sorry. I climb off. I have no time. And then he says, Muss jetzt zu den anderen Pferden wollen auch geritten werden, which means I must go now to the other horses. They also want to be ridden. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so um, it's um, there's a bit uh, of dark, a total, there's a bit of dark comedy in there, I suppose, to a degree. But it's just yeah. again, it's like it's like the stuff off the Lindemann album. It's very ham-fisted and just a bit too direct and not as nuanced as the rest of the stuff that's come before it and it's just a bit of a shame really because again like musically pretty solid Ramstein, you know doing what they do very well um but just just not as strong lyrically and it suffers a little bit because of it as well and it sounds like something jim morrison would write if he was just learning german <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it's very it's very typical of lots of Lots of the really popular Ramstein songs are always like these two-syllable words or phrases. Mm-hmm. Things like "do hast," Ryan Rouse, obviously very similar as well. Ich will, Mutter, Sonne, Feuerfrei. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it, like I say, it's very atypical of Ramstein to have a song like this. Again, nothing special, but no, 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 nowhere near what I would generally refer to as a bad song. Just. You know, a skipper, I would, I would say. Um, yeah. but then we do, uh, have a bit of a last wind, I think, with Adios. Um, which is a song all about addiction and drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, the first verse uh, in English is, he lays the needle in the vein and he asks the music to come inside. Between his throat and his forearm, the melody travels softly in his bones. And then you uh, get this uh, scary guy going, bop, bop, chubop. <laughs> <laughs> wow, which is, uh, I didn't even pick that up until I was listening to it and the big headphones. But yeah, this is a really driving like rock anthem in a weird way, and it's that uh, it's it's the only song in the album to have what I would suppose is a solo. I guess it's not it's not really a proper solo in this act that it's not very sort of technically proper, um, you know, interesting. But um, there is this lovely lead that happens in the bridge, and it really just sets it off. It just it's a real rocker. This song. Yeah, this um, is more of a guitar-driven track. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, very much so. And um, again, the drums are a bit more punky in this one. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, like this was, this was lovely to return to because it, I, 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 I kind of forgot how much I really liked this song. Um, and yeah, to have it like as the penultimate track in the album is a real sort of real pick me up. It's got to be said. Back half banger. Mm, exactly that. I'm going to keep saying that until it yeah, takes yeah, off. Yeah. Oh, totally. Hashtag back half banger. <laughs> Hashtag back half banger. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I really enjoy that song. Um, and then, Finally, we have the album closer, which is uh, Nebel. 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 Okay. <laughs> 
This is a very forlorn sort of uh, love song about a love, love long lost, almost in a weird way. Uh, lyrics like, yeah. uh, she, she carries the evening in her chest and knows that she must wither away. She lays her head in, in his lap and asks for a last kiss. Very, very poetic. It's um, very poetic, but mm. except Germans, I need Lechtenkuss. <laughs> it's not quite as romantic. But, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's what I would say was the other ballad, I suppose, in inverted commas, uh, in that it's very sort of uh, stripped back, very sort of slow. Um, yeah. meandering song uh, and it just it brings is, it to it is rock tradition it is rock tradition to get your ballad in at the end of the album yeah it's, um, it, shows, I think, it shows that you you you, have, you seek balance in all things <laughs> well it's it always it, it adds a nice sort of structure to the album it feels like it ebbs and flows in a lovely way and comes to a very sort of you know a nice relaxing close in a weird way but um it, you know, relaxing in the in the sense that you know it's I being. Think, I think it's good because it's got a decent pace to it. It's a bit yeah. more atmospheric and, and interesting, and yeah. to an extent, it it comes full circle from where we were with Mine Hertz Brent, where we had that uh, atmospheric theatrical yeah, orchestral opening, yeah, and now we're back to be a bit more, we bit more depth of sound as it as it rounds off a bit. Mm-hmm. And then once that's over, you immediately go back to the first track and listen again. At least that's what I did. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, really solid stuff, isn't it? Um, so yeah, that was Mutter by Rammstein. Um, but I, I would say possibly their most defining record. I think uh, it's almost, you know, a perfect album for me. There's some really, really solid stuff in here, even when it doesn't quite hit the mark with things like Ryan Rouse. And um, I mean, I personally like Zwitter, but. I, I know uh, Alan's not so not so keen. I do. Uh, I, it's not. I don't. I don't mind the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> I just find it a bit. I find I find that just that 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 started to grate on me after the first five plays of the album, which isn't bad, you know. Um, but yeah. Um, but yes. No. I mean, again, I've I've said it over and over again. Now, the first six songs of this album, I think, are fantastic. I mean, seven really. Spielberg is yeah, a fantastic song as well. And by that point, you've got seven songs. What more do you want? That's yeah, yeah. That's, that's mean, enough for a good album. There's very few albums that have um, um, a, a perfect run with absolutely yeah, yeah. no skippable songs. Not, Not everything completely. can be Mastodon's Crack the Sky. <laughs> no, very much so. Oh, that's something we should tackle at some point. Oh, oh don't uh, worry. Don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, no, I, I, Mutter is a fantastic album. A really good introduction to Rammstein as well, I think. Um, yeah, I would agree. Uh, there's, there's there's lots of defining characteristics that um, that very much punctuate this band's sound on this album in particular. Um, some amazing songs, uh, some highlights being things like Mine Has Brent, uh, Sonner in particular. We really like it, Phil, obviously. We've, we've, we've talked about that a lot. Um, I'm obviously a big fan of it, uh, and I really do like Adios. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk favorite tracks, eh? Oh, I've got okay. a, uh, oh. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think my favorite track? I is think it might there? be Ickfil. <laughs> <laughs> you are damn right, it is. You're damn right. Um, I wonder if that's your favorite track too. It's not. Is is it Zona? No. Is it Mutter? No. What the? F- is it? It's not. Is it? <laughs> what? What? It's not Zwitter, is it? It is Zwitter. That's <laughs> your favorite song in the album. <laughs> Fucking loves it, <laughs> but it's got Ickville on it. Yeah. It's got Ickville on it. That's that's the answer. That was the answer to that one. I I don't know if it's just because I really like punk, but I do love how <laughs> anthemic anthemic that song is. It just really is a big pick me up, and it's not like anything else in Ramstein's discography. There aren't really sort of positive anthemic big sing along moments on Ramstein albums, and I I, I really feel like Zwitter has it. 
Well, um, if you like so, punk yeah. so much, why are we doing a metal podcast, smartass? <laughs> hey, hey. Um, well, this uh, this is a story for another time because I, as much as I do love metal and you know uh, heavy music in general, I did have a bit of a uh, a bit of a moment uh, a little uh, a few years back where I it, I was turned away from the community a little bit because if you've ever frequented metal news websites, you will notice that the people in the comment sections are some of the worst human beings in the world. <laughs> and it really sort of uh, tainted my opinion of metal and its community a little bit. And so I, really I moved st- into the world of video games. <laughs> well, no, I, I, got, I, I really started to get into hardcore in particular and lots okay. of, and then I moved into punk and stuff like that. And, and you know, Alan recently introduced me to things like Bad Religion. And that, so, uh, well, you know, that goes to show you sort of what I'm listening to personally. I mean, I, I, I got into punk rock before I got into metal. I was very into Bad Religion, Mill and Colin, Offspring, Green Day. And then I got into um, metal, mainly through bands like Iron Maiden, Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. those kind of groups. Um, and all the you know, new metal cack that was floating around those days. Like Papa Roach. <laughs> We've got to do a Papa Roach album at some point. Why oh, yeah, we? completely. Um, but... Um, so I went the other way around, but I, st- I still like a bit of both. Mm. Oh no, I mean, and so do I. But like one of the things I'm really getting out of doing Cast Iron is it's nice to sort of indulge myself in metal again. It's been it's been a while, and like I say, I spent a lot of time with sort of punk and hardcore community now, and um, it's it's nice to be able to return to this stuff because what I really like about punk music is the production is a lot more like a live band yeah yeah very raw you can you can really hear the crash of the cymbals things ring a lot longer there's there's more mistakes as i like to call it well that's the the bad religion live album tested it's actually recorded live and they made a point of saying in the liner notes that there were no overdubs yeah 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 all that other there's no production really so they Mm. do make loads of mistakes so Um, and but that's what gives you the the feeling of them playing live which is i have to say uh, it's a it's incredible mm. fantasy life. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I feel, but like, yeah, I feel metal- like we've drifted somewhat as yeah, we yeah. love to do. We'll be back with our new <laughs> punk podcast called Street Edge um, in a couple of weeks. So how dare you? Um, <laughs> um, but no, that's just that's just one of the things I like about heavy music. I like that rawness. I like that aggression. I like that sort of underproduced element to it, um, which just gives it a lovely sort of raw edge, which um, you do get in metal. Um, I'm, I'm underselling metal, unfortunately, at the moment, but uh, you do get really well um, just it, they capture the live moment very well on certain records and let cymbals ring out a little bit and it doesn't have that sort of robotic precision that something like um, Periphery, for instance, has, which I'm not as uh, not as keen on, particularly um, stylistically wise. Anyway, I've um, not listened to much of their stuff. Mm. Um, okay, um, so if somebody's yeah. hurts Brent for more music in the style of Ramstein, uh, where would you direct them? What are your what are your what are your top picks? <laughs> well, this was a difficult choice actually, because um, as we've uh, already established, Ramstein very unique, not a lot like them. Yeah. Um, so the two choices I have, uh, one I would say is pretty obvious in that it's a Marilyn Manson album. Um, I have chosen Antichrist Superstar um, mm-hmm. because it has the beautiful people on it, um, which is very much a Ramstein stompy. Uh, Anthem, I suppose, in a very similar way. Got that way. kind of um, two note, yeah, which is very, very similar to the way Ramstein write their riffs in a weird way. And actually, uh, there is a live performance of 
the entire Ramstein backing band, but with Marilyn Manson singing and doing the beautiful people. So that's something worth going and check out because that's oh. quite an interesting little performance. Um, that was for a music awards ceremony, if I remember correctly. I think it was the Ramstein backing band. Yeah, Ouch. yeah. Ouch. Interesting. Um, ah. Lindemann and the Ramstein. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's, that's one of the things I was saying earlier in that the band has a bit of a, strange relationship with each other in that they do these things they do lots of weird bits and pieces they they do off you know richard has done his own solo stuff with emigrate uh lindemann's obviously doing his solo stuff now as well they're obviously very keen to give themselves the, their room and let them let, let each other do yeah bits and pieces. i mean the the, the the other band that does that is um well you've got creed that ended alter bridge without yeah, scott yeah. stapp and then um and tramonti now does his own stuff in his yeah, band yeah. called tramonti <laughs> pretty good well you know if you've, got a, if you've got an interesting name, may as well flaunt it. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. But it's good because yeah. it means that then they can come back and try different things. Um, also, uh, Killswitch Engage did a sort of side project, and it was um, Adam Adam D. Yes. <laughs> and, um, uh, Adam D and Jesse. It's called uh, Times of Grace, and yes, they're pretty good. Uh, yes, that's the one. I remember um, now. Uh, so yeah, my other pick then, um, which was a very sort of spur of the minute, last moment thing, but it, it struck me, I could hear the rhythm in my head and I was like, oh, okay, that might be a good choice. Uh, so there is a Japanese group called All Animals Are Equal, but it's spelt AA and then an equal sign, as you'd like, you know, <laughs> nice and, nice and easy to Google. Um, <laughs> but, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> they released an album, uh, called, uh, number three, um, in, Oh, I should have looked this up. I think it was 2013. Um, but yeah, really good album. And there is a song in it called Step Code, which is very similar in its style. Uh, a nice industrial sort of electronic stompy track. Really good fun. And um, the reason why I got into this band is because they are almost, in a weird way, the solo project of a man called Takeshi Ueda, who used to be in a very famous Japanese band called The Mad Capsule Markets. And yeah, so they, he has continued hmm. with this project, uh, turned it into a full band, and then are now making sort of industrial, sort of electronic noise rock in a weird way. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say that uh, we've mentioned the Mad Capsule Markets a bit, but um, that is true, but not on any episodes our listeners will have. <laughs> I was there, the lost, the lost episode. The lost episode, yeah. We need to stop calling it that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will return, we're... don't you worry. Um, but yes, Alan, your picks. Okay, so my first pick is the Downward Spiral by the Nine Inch Nails. Fairly obvious choice. Um, it's the kind of quintessential American industrial metal record. Yep, yep. Um, still as creepy as ever. It's got some very good Ramstein's driving tracks like you know, March of the Pigs. Yep, yep. Um, Closer also gives you that kind of creepiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to, if you want to do a song about fucking, um, <laughs> compare Ryan Rouse to Closer. That's a yeah, bit, yeah. bit different. Um, my other pick is. Um, not really like Ramstein, but it's it reminded me a little bit of it because I was trying to think of what had that drive to it, but was closer to what I normally listen to. So mm-hmm. my second pick is Soil Work, and the album's called Figure Number Five. Um, and this is it's kind of a, a classic of modern Swedish melodic death metal, but mm-hmm. it does have that regular driving industrial riff kind of sound, something that's raw metallic mm. um but it does have more melody to it there's a lot more guitar trickery and obviously the the vocals are completely different but yeah, um yeah, yeah. but um Stred's another really good baritone singer and yeah, so yeah. that is just something a bit different as i continue my quest to get everybody into mellow death <laughs> yeah i mean soul work also has like a bit of a metal core sort of feel to them as well yes very, yes very, have a similar uh, style to it and that actually reminds me 
in that there is a metalcore band called Caliban who did a cover of Sonna, which I haven't actually heard yet, but that might be something to check out afterwards. Caliban? Yeah, like, it sounds like Like the fun. character from the, the Tempest? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're also a German band as well. Um, so oh. yeah, they've... Um, it's Caliban with a K. No, it's Caliban with a C. So oh, missed opportunity. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always been intrigued by that because it comes off a covers EP that Caravan did. And uh, well, uh, yeah, just something to check out, I suppose. But yes, there we go. That was Mutter by Rammstein. You have been listening to Cast Iron with me, Lewis Clark, and Alan Williamson. Um, we will be back next time for an album that we're not going to decide on on this episode because we have decided to move away from that. So we're going to well, surprise I've already, you. I've already decided, and I'm going to tell you. I'm just not going to tell the listeners. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to to getting this over with then <laughs> cool yes if you would like to continue to follow us on social media you can do so on facebook facebook.com forward slash cast iron show you can go to our website cast where you can subscribe to our uh, to the podcast feed and get everything from the horse's mouth that's uh, basically our home and you can also follow us on twitter at cast iron show uh, if you want to follow us individually i'm at sonic yoda and alan is at ag bear and don't forget that we're volen eure review in Zane and we're volen in Bifall intergain. So um, if you like the show, it would really mean a lot to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. That means other people will be able to see it and also share in the medal of. Yay! And we would, like to, we would like to move up the charts a little bit. Nice to have a bit of exposure. There's not much going on in the world of heavy music podcasts. And uh, the Kerrang! one in particular, we have noticed, is dead. But is despite... It seems to always be high up in the podcast uh, ratings, which is a bit help, annoying. Help us speak Kerrang! Um, take your loved one's phones and yeah. subscribe them to Cast Iron <laughs> from within the podcast app. They don't use it, they'll never know. <laughs> anyway, enough self-promotion. Thank you. <laughs> There's very... never enough. Never enough. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. This has been Ramstein Mutter, and you've been listening to Cast Iron. See you next time. Cheers! Thank you.